And uh, what do you think of that uh, Himalaya, you know, Nepal trip that uh, nobody could do it, you know, any, any kind of sales and marketing like Pastor Danny does, right? I mean, that's who he is. <laughs> but it's not just fun and games. We're going you know, to have a chance to actually do uh, missions as well because those are some of the, the hardest uh, outreach area that we've, uh, we've done and in, in the global mission. So, so glad to just uh, be here again in the house of the Lord with all of you. How many think that uh, it, it's good to be in the house of the, the first Sunday of the year? Amen? You know, uh, the, uh, the, it's interesting that the, the month, the first month of the year uh, is January. Do you know where January, the word January actually comes from? It's from the, the, the Greek mythology. There's this uh, Greek god uh, called, small g, that is, it's called Janus, right? And Janus has two uh, faces looking, you know, backward and also forward. So it gives uh, actually a wisdom for us to reflect on the past. But not only to dwell in the past, but to look forward what God is going to do in 2024. Can I hear an amen? amen. God, in God, in Jesus, the best is yet to come. And, and He has made us alive in Jesus. And this is our team this, uh, this year. Alive and called. Everybody says alive. And we are called. We're called to join in many of His purposes. And, and to start with, let me, let me just ask you a question. You, you guys have just been back in... Uh, in, in uh, your vacation, from, uh, from your vacation. How many of you have experienced Airbnb in the last year? Can I hear, uh, can I see a show of hand? Yeah. Do you remember the last uh, experience that you have with Airbnb? Okay. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes, like, eh. <laughs> right? Sometimes, you know, that's why you, I, I like uh, Marriott, right? Bonvoy. Because it's always consistent. Okay. By the way, I'm not uh, getting paid by Marriott, Okay. But, you know, the last time I was in Airbnb, you know, it was in, I think it, it, it's in Tijuana, right, Sayang? I don't know why we chose Tijuana, man, my goodness. Uh, we, we just wanted to try, you know, um, our kids love tacos. But we can actually find it in San Gabriel or even in Santa Ana here. I don't know why we went up, <laughs> we went down to Tijuana. The next morning, I open up, you know, the, uh, the microwave. And then I see a glob of something, you know, uh, uh, like an orange glob. And it, it looks kind of like, and so I took it out, and it's like probably a week old chicken wing. Right, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so here's what I want. The question is this, you know, what, what to do next, right? Do you, do you then clean it up yourself? But it's not my house. It's, I, I rent it. I paid for it, right? So, I, you know, I called the, the, uh, the owner, you know, if, if he responded, maybe I give her an extra star. If not, I took out the stair, you know, rasain lu, you know, right? But if it's in my own house, you know, if I put the timer too long and then something splattered, you know, how many likes to do that experiment, you know, right? And then your wife would get mad at you probably. What do you do? Huh? You leave it so that your kid can clean up or what? No, no, you clean it yourself because it's the microwave in your house, right? So here's the question then, you know. If it's, you know, if, if it's your own home, you obviously you'd react because it's your own property. Naturally, your own property requires more of ownership. Does that make sense? If it's... A rental place like an Airbnb, you do not, you're not gonna invest that much money into it, right? 
you you just basic because you're a renter so when it comes to our spiritual home that God calls us to join in I wanted to ask all of you what kind of mindset do we have do we have a renter's mindset or do we have an owner's kind of mindset can I hear it yeah does it make sense right so we're kicking off this new year with the sermon series called alive and caught when we put when like I said when we put our faith in Jesus we are then called not only to follow Jesus but we're called to be a part of his great miraculous family called the church you know like when you're born biologically you know you're born into a physical family so it is when you were born again spiritually you are called to join this spiritual family called our, our spiritual home called the church so here's the next uh, or the the next couple of verses that i want to use as a template to describe what the bible encourages to be and to do as we become a part of this church i know a lot of us have heard this and but it is a good reminder for us to reflect and to respond accordingly can i hear amen is everybody awake all right. Can you just nudge uh, your left and right and say Happy New Year or whatever, you know? Just kind of like everybody's awake here, okay? All right. Good, good, good. Amen, amen. So this book, uh, we're going to dive into uh, Hebrew chapter 10. We're going to focus in just probably the last couple of verses. But this letter, you know, to the Hebrew believers in Italy is unique because there's this small Jewish community of believers, followers of Jesus, and they're in danger of falling away from their faith. Why is that? Because when they were in Italy, as many scholars have said, they were under the state persecution, right? The Roman Empire didn't like them. And then their Jewish con uh, compatriot also do not like them. What is this Christian, you know, sect? Is this a cult or, or what, what is this? So they were under tremendous persecution and they wanted to go back because of that pressure from their fellow Jews to the old covenant. And so the writer here basically encouraged him and he wrote about the superiority of Jesus' sacrifice. And not only was he a sacrifice for our sin, but he's also the high priest who would lead us into the holy of holiest. You know, there's this uh, picture of the tabernacle or the temple of the Jewish temple. I'm not going to go into that. But basically, he is encouraging us. You know what? When you were in the old uh, system, you offer that sacrifice of animal, right? Year over year, and the animal has to be perfect and everything, no blemish. It is so hard. <laughs> and Jesus here has a better new covenant because he is sacrificing himself once and for all now in light of that background in light of against that backdrop notice what the writer encouraged the believers there with three kind of letters and i'm going to focus i'm going to let you focus on the last letters here but let's let's dive into the the scripture here hebrew 10 verse 19 therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence to enter the most holy place that's where god's uh, you know dwelling altar is by the blood of Jesus not by our own effort right remember the sacrifices all of those things you know the cutting of the animal blood splattering and the high priest that has to have a, a, a specific prescribed you know uh, rope even the material is prescribed you cannot just wear any kind of clothing man thank God for the new covenant <laughs> right so 
as we enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is His body. And since we have a great priest over, over the house of God, let us, that's the first let us, draw near to God with a sincere heart, with the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our body washed with the pure water. And then verse 23, let us then, that's the second let us, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. How many appreciate uh, the, the word, the rhema word that Fira bring this morning? Amen. That is the word of the hour, right? And, and, and I, I've, wow, pride. Yeah, yeah, I still do have pride. And you know what? The, the, the way God is going to chisel away that pride, one of the ways, you know, is through the church. Amen. When you interact with one another. And I'm just so thankful for that word of the hour. I received that. And so let's go on in here. He who promised is faithful. And verse 24, this is the last uh, let us that I want you to hone in and focus. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward, what does it say? Love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day with the big letter d approaching that is the second coming of christ which is nearer than we first believe we know we believe we stand on the promises of scripture with its historical weight that jesus is coming again and because of that, we need the church to hold on to this hope and faith no matter what life throws at us, right? And so let's, let's focus on this, this third let us and what, what was to follow. Notice the death of relationship described in this passage. How we can encourage one another to love and to do good deeds. Do you know encouragement is really important these days? Right? As you go through life, as you age in life, life becomes harder. Yeah? You know, all of you, the young guys below 30, you're like, what is this guy talking about? I can't relate to that. Well, wait until you're my age, you know. You wake up with all of your back pain and, you know. You know, I, I, I wanted to say that I can go up with Maxon and then block his basketball or whatever. But I'm just dreaming because I know he's so much better than me. <laughs> I can't even shoot and I can't even jump and whatever. Life is getting harder as you age. There's so many, you know, friends come and goes. What does it say? And enemy accumulates, it says. <laughs> I, I'm not looking for enemy. It just, you know, they just, I don't know. They, they seem to like to stick around, you know. I don't know why. Maybe I talk too much or something in front of the church. Well, yeah, it's my job. <laughs> Don't give up meeting. Love can only be expressed in a community where you meet with one another. Love cannot be expressed in full-blown when you meet only virtually. You need to be here. That's why it's called the body, the physical body of Christ. Not the virtual body of Christ. What is that, right? So... 
And, and don't give up meaning. Love can only be expressed in the community. Encouraging to persevere in faith despite the hardship. In other passages, we learn that the church is a place where we actually bear each other's burden, meet each other's need, fellowship over a meal. <laughs> How many likes that, right? Shower one another with affection and care. Practically help, help us focus on God, face life challenges, strengthens our faith, and live out my purpose. mentality comes up Sunday service right? now nothing wrong with that word other than the fact that who is servicing who right ask that questions as, as you continue on here and worship experience right if it provides a good experience then maybe just maybe I'll come back again well who is experiencing what who, who, who is the center of attention? Who are you trying to please here? So yet many of us fall into this merely doing church instead of being the church thingy. And, and far too often we tend to view church like everything else. An accessory to our self-centered life. And so I wanted to say, this is my first point, that church is not just a well, it's not a commodity. But church is a community. It's not a commodity that you can, you know, it's a cheap, good, you know, raw material. That's what I mean. But it's not just accessory that you add on to your already busy lives, right? But it's actually central to your existence. And I'll, I'll prove it through the word of scriptures here, you know. It's, it's not just a gathering where we worship to fit our taste, you know, musical taste. Or, or that the preaching fits your style or whatever whatever you know add on all the things that that, that all of us need in in modern lifestyle here church is not just uh like any other good or services to to make us feel good right can i humbly remind all of us that this group of people if you call this your church home it's not just an addition to your all the aspects in your life but it is central to your existence. In fact, it's the very reason that God created the universe. Let me, let me show you that. Because this, this is Ephesians 1 in the Living Bible. It says, long ago, even before he made the world, God chose us to be his very own through what Christ would do for us. And then verse 5. His unchanging plan has always been to do what? To adopt us into what? His own family. 
this church, <laughs> this local body of Christ, before the world was even made. Wow, that's, that's huge. By bringing us into himself through Jesus Christ, and this gave him great pleasure. This is not just a, a self-help talk, okay, on a Sunday morning on the first Sunday of 2024. This is the truth of the Word of God that He spoke into your life this morning. Can you humbly receive it? This is the very reason that God created the universe. See, the biblical community involves the following because this, this community, the word community or fellowship, koinonia, there's no one single English word that is enough to describe the complexity. The, you know, like it, it's like diamond with all different facets. Because koinonia means joint participation. It means contribution. It means generosity. It means also sharing. Imagine for a second, those of you that are married... <laughs> How offended your family would be if you talk about them the way, you know, modern Christianity often talk about the church. For example, you know, my wife's cooking, they're okay. But her cleaning is actually better, you know. But I take whatever I can get. You know, boom, right? <laughs> By the way, I love my wife cooking, okay? Let me assure you that. I'd rather stay at home. <laughs> it's the beginning of the year. I don't want to create trouble here for the rest of 2024. <laughs> I love my wife cooking. I'd rather, I mean, definitely, especially these days. It's so much cheaper. No, it's not just because of that, honey. Trust me. But, you know, imagine. Uh, yeah, the worship is okay. Fira was okay. This, you know, I'll take whatever I can get, you know. Or, or I, I'm so tired this week, you know, I don't want to spend time with my, my kids, you know. Dad, where, who am I to you, Dad? <laughs> you know that it would not work in the context of a family. Why do we often do that <laughs> when we talk about our church, right? So here's a real application. This year, before we moved on from this first Sunday. Can we make it our intent, okay, to see the church not as a commodity but as a family, a real family, right? And, and um, a community that God has already assigned to us. Like, you cannot choose your family, right? You cannot. <laughs> Mom and dad, like it or not, <laughs> they're there for you to discipline you, to, to do whatever, you know? <laughs> Thank God for mom and dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, they're assigned to you by God. You cannot choose them. So let's not see church as programs. Oh, I have to do this, do that, come this, or services. But instead, what if we see the church as people and relationship? Huh? That's, that's an asset, right? People and relationship. What, can you look around right now? I know it's kind of like, you know. Why, why don't you take a look, you know, not 360 degrees. <laughs> you can't. But look, look a little bit here. Look around. People, relationship with souls, with needs, with wants, with, with, with their daily struggles. Right? Is there anyone here today that you do not know yet? I mean, this is a relatively 
intimate, close-knit community, right? That's our strength. But that can also be our weakness because we can become so insular that we do not care about other people. Right? So, is there anyone that you've never talked to in this room? My challenge for you today is to simply come to them and maybe wish them a happy new year. Today's a good day to, to say that, right? And, 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 you know, I want a genuine interaction because sometimes, you know, it's, it's not comfortable to introduce yourself so the, the singles would just mingle with the other singles and then the family with other families. But what if we can be a real people that care for other real relationship? Because they're not just commodity, but they're also people with needs and want and struggles. Can I hear your name in? The next slide there, it says, let us consider, and I want us to like circle you know, in your mind that word consider, right? How we may spur one another. Everybody says one another. one another. On toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Say again, one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Notice how the consumer mindset is completely missing from this passage. The first key word again, katanaeo, consider. What does that even mean? To take into account? To care about? To be concerned about? That's what consider means. The focus is not what others If you're going out to eat at a restaurant, right, you obviously don't come with an expectation to cook or clean because you're there to be served, right? But again, going back to the home, if you're eating at home, you should not think twice about lending a helping hand, right? That's why God created marriage, to make you not to become selfish. <laughs> because after that, you will learn with selfishness, you will not succeed in a relationship. Wait until you have kids. Oh, yes, there you go. That's a mom there. It doesn't matter what time of the day, 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. I'm hungry, mom. I want milk. Babies are created to be selfish so that you learn not to be selfish. So at home, you take the posture of a what? Of a servant. You help cooking, cleaning, cutting, whatever that you can, right? Because it's your home. <laughs> You'd be more concerned of what's going on. Notice how Paul instructs the church family in Philippi here. This is what it says. He loves the, the, the church in Philippi. And, and so he, he bared his heart out and, and said, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or feigned conceit. Rather in humility, value others. Wow. When you value something, you would naturally contribute your time, your energy, and your thoughts. Can you amen? Does that make sense? Right? Yeah, it takes sacrifice. That's true. But you'll find deeper contentment as you lift out your purposes in and through the church. 
You know, God has been speaking to me. You remember that, that passage in Genesis when it says God created male and female and blessed them and then he says be fruitful and multiply, right? Remember that passage? You will not be happy when you do not become fruitful, when you do not multiply, when you do not contribute to society at large. That's why a lot of people these days on whatever food stamps, whatever the free loader, you know, I don't think they're going to be they're happy. Many of them become drug addicts and all that. That's why when you see immigrants coming here, they work their behind off, because I cannot say the other word in church. <laughs> to make ants meet, they work hard for their family and for the next generation. They become productive. That's when you find the meaning and purpose in your life, right? Amen. To contribute, valuing others. That's the deeper contentment that I was talking about. And here's another reason. God... And I want you to listen very carefully here. God has already deposited specific and unique gifts and talents that only you have. And if you do not decide to contribute, you actually rob the church of that specific gift that God has already entrusted and deposited in you and only in you. I, I'm thankful for you know, our music team. Just the... I think it's unique in that we have the youth in our, I'm so proud, you know, Azarel. How, how old are you? 13? 14. Okay, missed by one year. Maxon, my goodness. It, this is unique. And, the, you know, Auntie Vera, when you practice, don't get too long. <laughs> right? And I know some, some of the complaints are here. But I appreciate the, the mix of just our team. Fira with his passion and, and, and his, I don't know, direct antenna to God today, you know, like prophetically speaking. And, and you know, uh, Friday we had Dea leading us and, and I just felt the presence of God because of her sensitivity, you know, the sweet presence of God. I appreciate that. And, and you know, because of their contribution, I believe I can get to know Jesus better. Now, there's this famous author, C.S. Lewis. He's a famous, you know, Narnia, right? How many have read Narnia? And, and he wrote a reflection about friendship, the dynamic of friendship. I want you to notice here. It's a bit, you know, need a lot of thoughts a bit. But one of his friends, Charles Williams, just passed away. And this is what he wrote, okay? And, you know, in each of my friends, there is something that only some of the friends can fully bring out. By myself, I'm not large enough to call the whole man into activity. I want other lights than my own to show all his facets. Now that Charles is dead, his friend, right? I shall never again see Ronald or J.R.R. Tolkien's, which is one of his friends, Lord of the Rings, right? Reaction to a specifically Charles's joke. Far from having more of Ronald, having him to myself now that Charles is away, I have less of Ronald. See, there's only 
the side of Pastor Adri that can come out when, let's say, he interacts with Stephen. Me, interacting with him alone, I can only see a part. There's only some part of Pastor Adri that would actually come to light when we're interacting when Stephen is in the group. Does that make sense? And so we, it takes community to know an ordinary human being, a group like this. We need each other. That's the point. Now, if that is true, here's the larger point that I want to make. How much necessary, how much more would it be necessary for us to get to know Jesus alongside of others? Does that make sense? Or am I losing you here? <laughs> we need each other to know each other. So we all, especially when we try to get to know Jesus deeper and higher and wider, we need each other. That's why I said I learned a lot by, by the contribution that Fira, you know, gave or Justin gave or, or Dea gave when they were leading. Man, Justin, he's a black guy trapped in an Asian body. Amen. <laughs> Blame him for that. There's so much soul, you know, and passion or whatever it is. We come to church not only to consume, but also to contribute. Here's the application again. Make a contribution or make a resolution that this year you're going to contribute to the local church. You're going to come to a church and call them your own, right? Not with a consumer. What, what can the church give me? But, but with a servant mentality. With the intent of serving and encouraging and, and treating them with respect and honor. And you know what? After that, we're going to be blessed beyond measure. We'll know Jesus deeper, higher, and wider. And, and remember, it is more blessed to give and then to receive. Here's my last point. We don't come to church out of a convenience, but out of commitment. See, disciples, followers of Jesus should do and say and try to feel what is best for others, right? Consider it, not for themselves. I talk about the deeper contentment there. Let me be blunt with you. As a follower of Jesus, we should regularly sacrifice privacy, convenience, and comfort in order to love and serve others. That's a big challenge for all of us. A true community, a true family is a, sta a, a dynamic state of social because we, we do have social needs, right? But not only that, there's a gospel need, the doctrine and the relationship, right? We need to learn from one another about God, the theology and everything. But it cannot stop just right there. There has the missional component to it. We cannot just be content with this here, whoever is in this room. God wants us to include other people who has yet to become a family of God. Can I hear amen? That's the missional con component. That's why Pastor Danny, with all of his effort, tried to like recruit people to join him in mission in Nepal and this and that. Over meals, social settings, bike, whatever it is. Hebrew 10, and let us, still on those two verses, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. See, the context is important here because, as I said before, the church at that time, this church particularly, was experiencing a severe persecution. They were 
tempted to stop meeting because it was dangerous. They could get killed. Just like our um, churches in Pakistan. Right? You, you heard the report a couple of months ago in Juranwala. One of our churches got burned and looted. But thank God through that ordeal, actually, we can plan another church in the same city. So we have two churches now. <laughs> so it's not convenient. It's anything but for these people to come to church. It should inspire us this day and age in this free country, you know. Don't just come when it is convenient for you. You know, that's the reason why adult is called an adult. You go to work, not just when it is convenient. You go to work because you have to. Because otherwise your kids will not eat. They continued to meet because they saw the value and importance of doing so. They were committed despite of the inconveniences. In fact, they cannot get enough of themselves. Let me show you. This is what Acts 2.46 says. Every day they continued to meet together. Everybody says every day. <laughs> in the temple courts, corporate gathering. And then they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere heart. Wow. <laughs> they cannot get enough of each other. I don't know how practical that is at this day and age, telling you the truth. But I thank God that I see glimpses of those because here's, put up the next slide. <laughs> Old and new. <laughs> Taslim's house, breaking bread, drinking whatever else. I hope just water. <laughs> Apple cider and juice. Okay, thank God. Woo. All right. Keep them holy, Lord. And then this was just uh, last Friday. We're already done. I'm ready to go home because it takes me an hour to go home, right? <laughs> Only Dea probably compete with me in Cerritos. <laughs> Sorry, Dea. But, you know, I was about to go home and I noticed, wow, these people don't, cannot get enough of themselves. They just want to talk and talk and talk and, and, and they don't want to go home. <laughs> Mind you, I just tell them about fasting and this and that. They just want to be there with one another. I see glimpses of these. My point is, I thank God for each and every one of you. I'm so proud. And I know that God is also proud of you. So my final challenge is this. Can we cherish can we celebrate the church for the miraculous community that we are can i hear an amen, amen. see that acts 246 if you go about maybe 40 verses before when the church was birthed out it was not just the jews okay there's the greek there's the arab the carthians the barbarians they call it <laughs> i don't know why they put barbarians in the new or, or the old king james they were put together so what's the point? Church or religion is not just an expression of culture. There's something that supersedes them. It's the blood of Christ. It's the sacrifice of Christ that we celebrate today. You know when, when Jesus on the cross died, and then there's one Roman soldier that then 
you know, thrust the spear, right, to his side. Remember that? And then the scripture says in, I think, the book of John, the only one that, that recorded that, blood and water came out. That's our provision. That's when the church is birthed out. It's not our gender that unites us. white collar or blue collar whatever you know whatever labels that you want to put on no we are already brought into this family of God through the blood of Christ which is a redemption and water what's water water is a life-giving power all of us needs water without water we cannot live the provision of power is there for us church so when we celebrate communion today, can we thank God, truly, truly thank God for our local church? I know some of you are visitor here or some of you, you know, you may be going back to your whatever school. Find a good Bible-believing local community that you can call that church home. Can I hear an amen? Celebrate it. Take it seriously. Don't just try to get the benefit out of it because the more you put in, the more you will also get out of it. May we be like the early church that gather regularly with glad and sincere heart and that met together in small and large groups to eat together and pray and fellowship. With, with that, you know, I'm just, I wanted to invite the music team to come out as we celebrate the communion. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this simple reminder how miraculous this spiritual family is. We're assigned to one another. And it's so mind-boggling that you've already conceived this in your mind even before the world was created, that you meant for us from eternity past, Lord, to become one family. This might just be a gathering on a Sunday, the first Sunday, January 7, 2024. But you have meant it from eternity past for us to meet here and for us to, to receive this message. So I pray that not a single word fall to the ground with no effect. I pray that it will fall in a, in a good soil of our heart and it becomes fruitful and it multiplies in each of our lives, God. So I wanted to ask all of you, with all of the uh, exhortation and encouragement, how, how, how many of you want, how many make it your intent to, to really just take church, not just as a program, or services that you can get something out of but it is truly a spiritual family that you 
can call home that you that you belong to that it's not it's not just a commodity how many of you want to take that call to to contribute instead of just consume and how many of you want to seriously be participating not just when it is convenience but because you know that Jesus has already sacrificed Jesus has done great redemptive work in your life and that only in church you can find your identity and your meaning and purpose through interacting with one another as you get to know Jesus you'll find your purposes and place the meaning that you're created make that commitment with God right now in the name of Jesus in your personal space right now just 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 say you know with your own personal prayer thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you for your sacrifice thank you for your redemptive blood and the life-giving spirit God that you give to us the water of your spirit God thank you so much today as we celebrate this table of thanksgiving mark our hearts Lord to, to take this message seriously when this element of communion becomes one with our body Lord your purposes your mission your presence will become one with us as well wow physically so bless this element of communion God in the name of Jesus Jesus is mine.